Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Danae-Poth. This is Season 2, Episode 49. And if you are just joining in for the first time, thank you. One thing you should know about my podcast is that it's just me having the conversation and sharing ideas, things that I've done in my classroom, books I've read, resources, opportunities that are coming up, uh, or just sharing some reflective pieces that I've been involved in from discussions in my Thrive in EDU show that we do on Mondays and Fridays, uh, or anywhere really. But over the last couple of weeks, probably maybe even almost month and a half or so, I've been sharing some ideas about our summer break. As educators, it is important that we do take a break, but from what I've seen so far this summer, not many educators are really taking a break. Now, granted, maybe listening to a podcast or joining in a conference while you're sitting outside on your deck or at the beach, you're going for a walk and you're listening in. Those are all good. That's what I do because that way um, I feel like I'm finding balance because I'm focusing on my self-care because I'm getting outside instead of sitting inside or I'm taking a walk, but I'm also learning. And a few of my episodes, I shared some summer challenges, maybe learn to code. Uh, There are a lot of resources out there and there's definitely a need for computer science skills with our students and for ourselves. Uh, So I suggested some of those in an earlier episode back in June. And then even other things that are coming up, I mean, there's conferences, there's webinars, there's Twitter chats, there's book studies on Twitter, on Vox, or you name it. So there are lots of things going on, but it is definitely important to take a break. Important to take a break, I should say. And also with my podcast, there are no edits, so I won't go back and fix that uh, anyway. But for today, I just wanted to share, this will not be a very long episode, but I wanted to share two recent opportunities that were pretty awesome. Uh, The first one is the Model Schools Conference. And I was lucky to get to attend it at the end of June, and I almost said January, end of June, and it was amazing. It was an in-person, actually a hybrid event that was held in Nashville, although not downtown Nashville, but it was at the Gaylord Convention Center, and it was just really nice to be able to go to be at an in-person event because it's been a year and a half, and there were keynotes, and then you could also join in some of the sessions on demand or live stream to, I think, more than 700 people joining in virtually, and there were 4,000 people there at the event, but tons of sessions. They had different topics, different themes, and I attended the keynotes. Um, Eric Scheninger had one. Bill Daggett had done one. Uh, Dr. Temple Grandin and Dr. Tyrone Howard had done the closing keynote on the Wednesday. But as always with conferences, great opportunity to make new connections and just to have choices in learning. And that was the most difficult part as always is figuring out what sessions to attend. And I, there are a couple that I went to that were focused on social emotional learning. I went to a really fantastic session uh, by an educator named Erica Battle and it was equity beyond the classroom. And then the one after that that I went to was the Resilient Educator Combating Trauma Through Social Emotional Learning Practices. And that was that was held by Felicia Turner, who started her session by singing. And it was phenomenal. So it was really great to be there in person, like I said, uh, to get back to that kind of conference excitement and going to the registration desk and <laughs> figuring out your schedule and trying to find where the rooms were. And uh, so anyway, I want to share that one. It is held every single year. They change the location each year. Next year, it is being held in Orlando. And it does, I guess, overlap the time 
when Istia is held. So if they're in the same city, although I don't know how that would happen too much, but uh, I think that's probably why some people make a difficult decision sometimes one versus the other. But I definitely recommend that conference if you have an opportunity to attend and hopefully if they keep offering the hybrid so that more people can actually join in and participate, even if they are attending ISTE uh, like I was. And so doing the juggle between them being in person and then of course ISTE was fully virtual. So that was another good five-day learning experience that kicked off on uh, the Saturday of the 26th. And I think there were more than 12,000 people that had attended the conference. It was like $150 to attend. At least that was the original cost, I think maybe the early bird. And that's even for presenters, which I know there's a lot of conversations that go back and forth between presenters having to pay or not having to pay. And I know that's a tough call because the costs that are involved. And so I, you know, I, I paid it. I'm okay with it, especially because for that, you had access to all of those different, there were 39 different topics. There are 39 different topics, I should say. And you have access to all of the recordings and everything within their platform that was a custom built platform that they created last November for the ISTE Live 20 that they, you know, increase the functionality within it for this year's ISTE. And so everything that happened in those five days, obviously with all the sessions and all the presenters, somewhere over 2,200 presenters, you can't catch all of them. So they are available for six months, which is nice. You can go back. ISTE is also offering their Summer Learning Academy, which is an online, and you can do like the courses and work through modules and get some hours. So depending on what state you practice in, you may be able to use that for some of your continued learning, uh, professional development credits as well. But some of the other fun things about it, well, one, before the fun thing, what was actually kind of fun too, they had 14 sample schedules. What I really liked is they had 14 different topics that they curated some sessions to kind of get started with. And they were focused on online and blended learning, social emotional learning, equity, actually digital equity, uh, project-based learning, there were STEM focused. So it, even if you didn't necessarily know where to start, you could have picked one of those sample schedules and use that to build your own. Easy to favorite like with other conferences. And then in your dashboard, you see sessions that you favorited, the ones that you've attended. And it's, it's I don't know, I, it's quite impressive how they put all of that together. And some statistics, ISTE at a glance always comes out a few days at the end of the conference. There were more than 12,500 some attendees from 88 countries around the world. And they had 2,287 presenters and attendees spent more than 3 million minutes in live sessions. So I thought those are pretty high numbers. Now the in-person event, the ones that I have attended for the past six years, well, five years, I guess, that I was in person were usually between 16 and I think 20,000. And then there were some people that tended to join in through the knotted ISTE a little bit. But anyway, they had a lot of different sessions. So if you wanted to be involved in the creation labs and like the playgrounds, the poster sessions, uh, the main stage, the keynotes and different panel discussions, a lot of snapshots, the solutions hub where ed tech companies were sharing their platforms or focused on a topic. SEL was SEL, let's see, SEL, uh, how many times can I say it? Artificial intelligence, digital equity, um, equity, diversity, inclusivity, and a lot of computer science seemed to be, I mean, there were a lot of sessions on those because I would use those to find different sessions to kind of go through and favorite. So it was, a, it was easy to find the sessions that you wanted or search by presenter. But the fun part of it was the gamification. And so you had to choose a team and they had all these different animals and they had descriptions and also magic powers. 
I chose Team Fox. It was not an easy decision because there were three different teams that I thought I could probably belong to based on what the descriptions were and the magic powers. So I went with Team Fox and Team Fox came in second overall. But it was fun to do some of the challenges and finding the Easter eggs and then engage in some of the other uh, events and challenges, the pop-ups that they would have throughout the event. So I thought it was really well done again, uh, as it was last year. And putting all that together in a virtual space is probably not an easy, well, it's not an easy task, but I am thankful that we have those options. And I hope that those options continue in the future because the number of people that can join in that otherwise couldn't because of travel, whether it's travel restrictions, travel costs, or the time of the year, because not everybody is on the same schedule as what I am, of course, different hemispheres, different parts of the world. So it does make it more accessible for more educators to join in. So have you been to any conferences or are you planning on attending? I know as far as in-person events, the Model Schools Conference was one of the first uh, in-person ones of that size. So we will see what happens. I know there are some scheduled for the fall that were originally in-person but have been moved to fully virtual. There are a few that have shifted to hybrid. And then, of course, when January rolls around, we have FETC 2022 in Orlando. TCEA is in February uh, in Texas. And who knows? So that's my conference wrap-up. So it was a great opportunity over those five days. Uh, and I still I can go back and look at the recordings, which is nice, which I've been doing. So if you joined in, Hopefully it went well for you. And if you didn't, then check out some of the hashtag for the ISTE Live or the Model Schools Conference and uh, see what you can learn and, and grab resources from that. So anyway, I will end it with that. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you will join my Thrive in EDU community on Facebook and join us when we go live on most Mondays and Fridays, except for when there may be a holiday or uh, we just take a break, one or the other. But uh, we look forward to connecting with you. Catch you next time.